Garage Boy, Garage Boy, Garage Boy, Garage Boy, Garage Boy, Garage Boy. What up, what up? It's your boy H right here. You're now tuning in to the Garage Boy Podcast, uh, where I'm going to be talking about general topics and personal fucking shit. So if you like the podcast, please uh, hit the subscribe button, like, and also share. Yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? All right, we're back. It's Saturday. You know what that means? A new episode. Uh, this will be part two and part three combined. Uh, I'm just going to cram it in one episode. Uh, just thought that would be better. I got a lot of good responses from the uh, first episode. So that's really cool. Um, once again, I apologize for the, uh, the audio. You know, not that many people had an issue with it i mean like i said just starting out and i would love for them to come back on the show um three months from now to see to see how everything's going or even after you know during the winter time or whatnot but here is uh part two and part three of the shifty oliver episode yes i know it's still long i mean you can pause it and then come back to it or you could just finish the episode. Like I said, it it was very fun doing. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, interviewing uh, my cousin and her husband. It was it was a great time, and I'm so happy that they decided to do it. And yeah, so once again, it's part two and part three of Shifty Oliver episode. So. For, for 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 looking up like for partnerships and stuff like that for help like how like how do you go about because I know you said you want nothing but the best you know quality stuff and then you want to make sure that your customers are getting you know for what they're paying for so how did how long does it take you to say hey we want him or we want her well it's trial and error there's a little risk involved you know, if you know what you're doing and you have experience in the industry, you know, you know all the companies, then, uh, you know, you're set. But we're starting out. We're going through trial and error. You know, if we order a bunch of decks and they're not good, we're going to find out the hard way. Mm. You know, we don't know to contact this company for this. And even if we contact a company uh, and they're good, how do we know that their price is right for the quality? You know, uh, how do we know we're not paying too much money? Even though it's a, if it's a top quality, we don't want to pay too much money for top, top quality. We want to find a good deal for uh, top quality. So it's a trial and error for us. We are going to find out the hard way. And sometimes, like, um, uh, we will um, kind of check with... Um, I, I went to go check with a skateboarding store, uh, and I was like, hey, where do you guys get the decks from? And uh, they gave me a couple of uh, companies to look after, and we're going to, you know, stick local and um, order from America, which yeah. is actually really good, because if it's not here in New York, we would have had to order from, like, Mexico or something to find the quality we're looking for, or Canada, really. 
Yeah. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate so far because we don't ever like jump the gun when we do form partnerships with, with our suppliers. So we do a lot of research. Sam's super social in the skateboarding world. So if he sees something he likes, he's going to ask like, hey, where'd you get that? Or direction <laughs> so that we can find something that's better suited for us. Um, so we've been pretty lucky. We haven't had um, a relationship that's gone south so far. No, not at all. So, so far, so good. That's we, good. Yeah, we're very careful when we, when we pick our suppliers because we don't ever want to take advantage of our consumers. We don't ever want companies to take advantage of us because we are a small business. So we want to make sure that whatever we're getting ourselves into isn't going to like bite us in the ass later, you know? Yeah. So... As far as this, uh, the skateboard decks go, do you plan on getting wheels and, you know, grip tape with shifty? That would be sweet, though. Grip tape, some nice, decent grip tape, you know, and putting, like, shifty Oliver on it. That would be dope as shit. I mean, that's just me personally. And then as far yeah. as, like, stickers go, do you guys do stickers, too? Because I know a lot of skateboarders like to put i know i did i like to put skateboard um stickers on my skateboard on the other side and take a razor and cut it in a certain way so it just sits all flush man i did so much stuff with my skateboard i used to design my own grip tape like there's uh do you remember uh in tony hawk pro skater there was different types of grip tape like it looks like uh it got ripped by a claw yeah uh, that was uh tony hawk's underground one yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yo, man! I used to do that. I used to sit there with my grip tape, cut it with scissor, blade, whatever, and I used to put my grip tape, um, making it look like my skateboard had cracks on the top of it. Oh shit! Um, nice. I want to look like uh, Wolverine's claws went through it, and okay. I'm hoping to do something with that. Um, I'm a big fan of designing on the grip tape. Uh, so, yeah, we. I mean, we do have we we have fifty right now, right? Fifty. Yeah, tapes. we have 50. I don't, I don't know. We, <laughs> we were testing it out. I gave yeah. it to some kids to test out. Everything related to our skateboard decks, I mean, if you look at our website, there's nothing posted for that category just yet because once we release it, we're releasing all of it. So we're still in our experimentation phase waiting for our supplier to get our decks in so that we can get our designs ready to go. Yeah. But we do have about 50 grip tapes that we're ready to work on um, to put um, the trucks, we want to do that. We want to be able to mm-hmm. start uh, supplying our consumers with personalized trucks. The wheels, too. Yeah. We're doing that. Trucks, wheels, bearings. I was sick. Yeah. But we don't want to just release it one at a time. Like, once we start releasing the decks, we also want to make sure that people have access to everything else, all the other accessories. Because unless you plan on gliding on a skateboard without wheels, you're hey. going to need them. Oh, you're going to need a good place to yeah. get them, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know if I spoke to you about this, but my uh, my dream is to have my own sneakers. Yeah, you did tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Your own what? We got an argument about it, actually. That That's, you know, in you the said future. Sneakers? Well, yep. I want to make my own skateboarding sneakers. Wow. That That's my dream. It's that not my be- goal. It would be nice. It's a dream. That's a whole different ball game. I know personally. Yep. <laughs> so like, you know, because like the leaning, you know, with Nike and, and, and all the other skate brands, but it's not, it's, it's not possible, you know, 
I mean, there's, I mean. <laughs> Why are you killing our dreams? We thought it's not possible. <laughs> it's, it's possible. You know, it's possible to do this shit. It is. So here's the, I mean, we don't, we don't really argue about like stupid shit like this, but the debate rather, debate about the sneakers of being part of the Shifty Oliver brand was what, in my opinion, was that we would be getting ourselves into a super competitive area. There are so many sneakers on the market. So, so many. The same way that there are a lot of skateboarding companies on the market as well. But I mean, with skateboarding, it's a very, it's, it's such a specific niche, like such a small group of people. Although there are a lot of skaters, but you know what I mean? It's a very specific group that you're targeting in the skateboarding world. But if you're starting to sell sneakers, well, now you're targeting a wider group of people yeah. and the pool is so vast and people have so many options as consumers that if we were to do sneakers, it would have to be something that, man, we're going to have to really kill the game on that one. We're going to kill the market on that one because let me tell you something about skateboarding sneakers that I like shop for these days. It's like 150, 200 bucks. You know, when I was skateboarding, those cost $100 because you yeah. know you're going to rip those sneakers. Now, oh they're God, putting yeah. sneakers up for 200 bucks to skateboard. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, the reason I want to make my own is I can't find what I'm looking for. You know, I'm not doing this uh, and having this dream of having my own sneakers because I was like, oh, no, I want to make a lot of money. No, I want to wear shoes that matter on a skateboard. I feel like there's so many like sneakers out there, it looks nice, but when you're on a skateboard, it takes a beating. There was a few sneakers. I used to wear a lot of DCs, Osiris, S, like every now and then I'd use, I'd have like S and Etnies and even Globe. Uh, I don't know how they're doing lately, because uh, like I said, I've been out the skateboarding game for a while. But um, yeah, there's like sneakers that I, I used to wear a long time ago that was very durable, made for skateboarding. I don't, I don't see that. Like today, you know, if I go shopping, I feel like I, I look for skateboarding sneakers, and I find things that says they're you know, skateboarding sneakers, and it looks like running shoes. And it's like, mm. well, what is this? Yeah, it, you're right. It's like white thread over here where it rips the most. Why is the thread right over here? It's gonna take my shoes apart. I don't know. The material also, like where'd all the the like the rubber protection go? Where yeah. where's protection my lace? Like it's like these skateboarding companies, they're not thinking about um, how to shield your sneakers. They're just like, Oh, it looks nice, send it out. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's become fashion and I think that there are a lot of people who enjoy skateboarding for leisure, but they're not doing tricks, they're not skating in the park for five hours like a lot of hardcore skaters do you know so like for them cute sneakers will work just fine because it'll last them a while they're not doing anything aggressive at the park but for hardcore skaters like they do need sneakers that are durable and i only know this just from knowing sam when we first started dating one of the pairs of sneakers that he wore on a date were his skateboarding sneakers and they looked tore up they were a mess (laughs) was the shoelace messed up 
I still have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was like so. But that's the thing that I like admired about him and a lot of skaters that he was so proud to wear them. Those are battle some, scars. Yeah, that somehow like wearing these sneakers show that you work hard when you're skateboarding. You know. Yeah. Definitely. So I get it. So if we were to do a skateboard, we were to do a sneaker line as part of Shifty Oliver. It, I would want to make sure that skaters feel comfortable that that one hundred dollar. $100 that they spend on those shoes will last them a while, you know? Yeah, I, I, man, I put glue on my sneakers. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. You yeah. gotta do it. You have to carry, like, shoelaces, extra shoelaces in your backpack? Because I was nah, goofy-footed. <laughs> I was goofy-footed. Because when you when you do a trick, you grind you grind your uh your foot. Certain, certain tricks grind the, the top of the shoelaces on to the uh to the grip tape and it starts to tear it up and that's why i always wonder like how come they didn't have like guards like, right some of them had it but yeah. I, I don't know stop making those also look just um when i uh, when i see like first signs of grip tape hitting a particular spot on the shoelace i glue that too yeah it's like fr especially fresh grip tape you know that that's like the worst. Like it gives you cuts in your fingers too. So, man, I'm I'm like, uh, you ever watched? Uh, did you watch Men in Black where when uh, Will Smith had to get ring? Uh, he had to like erase his fingertips. Like his oh, yeah, the, the the prints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walked around with fresh grip tape skateboard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. Yeah, it's like super coarse. It's like it's sandpaper. Yeah, is how I describe it. The way yeah. it feels. Um, so as far as the clothing, um, like how, how did, how did you guys come up with the, uh, the designs on the t-shirts? You know, Nicole? well, everything really, because I feel like I'm a good shopper, right? And by that, I mean, I know what I like, like I can shop all day and not buy a single thing okay, or Kanye. find something catches my eye in like 15 seconds i'm like oh that right there i gotta have it i'm not even shopping but i like that so because i feel like i have good taste for things and i'm very picky about what i like that that's how i do with my designs like i, I get inspired by everything i see and i'm like oh you know what that there should be a, a shirt uh, with this image on it and uh, yeah my inspiration is Pretty much whatever I see and whatever I like, I try to turn that image into uh, a graphic that I can use. Yeah, a lot of the graphics that you see on our site, like the um, the Tree of Life, we have some shirts that have like these very vivid chakras, or the the newest one, the elephant one, the the bust of Buddha. Um, like all those things are inspired by, I don't know, the feeling that you get when you do things you really love, and so like. Recently, we went on a trip to Nepal, and when we came back to do some shopping for Shifty Oliver, we found our, these these great suppliers who were able to work with us on the shirts that you now see on the website that make you feel good when you look at them, and then when you wear them, they feel even better. So there's something like soothing about wearing a shirt that represents how you want to feel on the inside, and to be able to showcase that on what you're wearing on the outside feels really great. Um, but addition, additionally, like aside from those specific shirts, we also wanted to emphasize New York City culture, urban skateboarding life, 
on a lot of our designs. So there are a bunch of designs on that website that Sam put together himself. Like the, the black sweatshirt is my favorite, the Shifty Sunset one. Uh, Sam designed yeah, that. I've seen that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he designed that one. Um, and then like our original, we call it the first generation tee. It was when we first started out. Our first generation tee was like one way of shedding light on our background as New York City kids and just that urban process oh yes that's right that's right that was part of our trademark process too because when you submit the application for trademark you have to show that you're submitting um original work for your brand so the first generation t is actually pretty special because it's the first thing that we produce with our name on it nice and um, how long did that take you to get that trademark oh my god it was a traumatic and I went, so I went to business school. I went to Baruch College for my bachelor's degree. So I feel like I'm pretty good at legal paperwork. Like I just, I'm just, I feel confident in getting it done, in getting it done, right? But that process of getting your shit trademarked, it took us like four months, four or five months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and it comes in steps. So you get you get approved at each step, but um, to get it fully registered. From beginning to end, it took us about five months oh, wow. to get the trademark registered and like recognized by New York State and the government and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. So basically, no one can can take your name now. Correct. Nice. Or we unfortunately have to sue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to sue anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Trust That's me, I don't you know either. So. How do you? somebody <laughs> no I mean I hope nobody tries to do that that'd be horrible although let me see it like there are a lot of people who counterfeit Nike products oh yeah Supreme yeah like people do it all the time so it's, it's like an unfortunate reality but I hope that no one ever like I would love for us to be that big that people want to try to counterfeit yeah, our be, stuff yeah. but <laughs> like thank you I feel so honored that you enjoy our stuff that much but I also hope that people recognize the brand enough to be able to recognize what's real from what's fake, you know? Yes. I mean, especially with those shirts, you know, I feel like personally, you know, the the material on the shirts and everything else, well, the ones I have right now, and I can only imagine, like, the headgear that you guys have, too. Like, so how did, how did that come about, getting the, uh, you know, design for the headgear? So the headgears are, are um, I was gonna see if I had some on the table to show, um, but the headgears are actually pretty simple. It's just what the teenagers, not just teenagers, skateboarders in general, really love to wear when they're skating. And in New York City, as you remember growing up here, it can get really cold and yeah. that's not gonna stop you from skating. So we have a bunch of beanies um, and then we have like the, the flat bill cap um, and that's like just what Sam really loved to wear when he was skating. It's just like a way to, to showcase your style while you're skating. Um, and they're super comfortable. But yeah, those, they, look, they look good. Yeah, thanks. Um, but those are the only two things, two, those are the only two um, pieces of headgear that we have right now. The flat bill hat and the, the beanies. We have gray and green beanies. But eventually... We hope to start getting some helmets in too. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. I was just about to ask you that. Are you planning on getting helmets? 
Yeah, I mean, that was the original idea for like the headgear category of our website. Um, so until we are able to find something that really speaks true to us, um, we just have those that are available right now and then eventually we'll get the, the helmets. Nice. The, um, what is it, like the, uh, the headgear, as far as like the helmets go and stuff like that, like would you just have like a simple shifty Oliver or, you know, like some designs like your shirts? to match to match around with your shirts i'm a sucker for just straight up abstract art like okay. i just love color i love that kind of thing sam is a little bit more traditional because he comes from a, a world in skateboarding where you know like it was fashionable to wear the brand that you support so yeah. i think we would have a mix of that like we'll have a mix um for people who want to just like showcase the shifty oliver logo if like that's what they really want to do um or like people like me who didn't like to become free advertisers <laughs> um just have like helmets that are very artistic colorful bright um or like super hard rock like there's also those skaters too that they were all black they were chains on oh, their little yeah. pants their, you know like pile is still in too biker skateboard yeah. yeah yeah so we want to make sure that we appease everybody because there isn't just like one skateboarder style you know so we hope that we can come up with a few options for people that'll make everyone happy so as far as like you have a you have a section on your website uh called i believe is the featured collection mm -hmm. so what is it what is that all about so the featured collection on our website is just like our favorite products. Okay. Um, let me open it up right now because I believe we have the 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 one against gender violence. The socks against gender violence is on there too. So let me open it up right now. Um, okay. So yeah. So for the featured collection, the socks against gender violence. Those were something that was actually the first product that we picked up, I think, as part of the Conscious Step collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we highlight certain products on our website that we want to get our consumers to help us support. Um, so that's part of why the featured collection exists. But, you know, being a woman myself, this is an issue that I think is super important that we work together to stop gender violence. And I mean, we've We've heard it many times before, domestic violence is an issue in this country. Um, yeah. And so purchasing those pairs of socks um, actually contribute to the United Nations Trust Fund to end violence against women. Um, so the purchase of each pair um, gives access so that women who are trying to press charges or seek justice for crimes that have been committed against them can do that. Each pair helps two survivors, just okay. so people know. That's not um, bad. Which is incredible. It's incredible. Like when you think about it, a pair of socks costs $12, right? But in spending that $12, you're helping two women seek justice against people who have committed crimes against them physical emotional mental harm and in some cases yeah it's a husband a boyfriend a significant other um 
but yeah, it's super important that we purchase products that do something more to help our community. And that's really what Shifty Oliver is all about. So regardless of whether you're a teenager who's a skateboarder or a 50 year old who loves skateboarding or someone who's not a skateboarder at all, there's something in Shifty Oliver for anybody, you know? Yeah. The, um, I like, I like how, you know, especially like stuff like that. Like I didn't, I didn't know when you just touched on as far as, you know, helping out two, two women, like it's, that's pretty cool. Like how, how did you, how'd you come up with that? Like, you know, that's something like outside of skateboarding, but you know, cause there, there could be someone, you know, a skateboarder's mom, you know, could be dealing with that at home with an abusive boyfriend or anything like that, especially in school too. You know, how, how did you come up with that concept that you wanted to contribute that to, to Shifty Oliver? I mean, the reality of the situation is that for a lot of people, skateboarding is an outlet. And so you have to think about like why people need outlets. It's for some people, it's an escape from something else. And so as a society, we need to start addressing the issues that are creating the problems that are causing people to seek those outlets. And yeah, the outlets are great. Skateboarding is incredible. It's, it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't undo the damage that's being done in some people's homes when they are choosing to go out to the park for eight hours to escape their home. Yeah. Um, and you know, like Sam, like I said before, Sam used to cut school all the time. So the <laughs> beautiful thing as that is to skateboard and use that as an outlet, like what does that do to kids who are not, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll address another pair of socks that we have on our site too, kids who are not going to school or kids who are unable to go to school. So we have another pair of socks that actually is titled um, Socks That Give Books. Um, and so purchasing that pair of socks is a way as a consumer of committing to education and it provides one book to one child through a program called Room to Read. So all of these things are just our way as Shifty Oliver to address issues in our society and not just cover it up, right? Not just be like, hey, skateboarders, here's a really cool flashy shirt that you can wear. And then like, <laughs> like but who's gonna help me with like my real fucking problems, you know? <laughs> At so, least I'll look I, good. I feel like it, it was very yeah, at least I look cute out yeah. there. And it's for skateboarders, but for anybody, right? Yeah. Like, times we use fashion to feel good about ourselves, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But within each person, there's like, there's a story. There's something else happening, good and bad. So it's important that as Shifty Oliver, we're able to address the bad and celebrate the good. Um, and so even in like researching all these other skateboarding companies who a lot of them do really great things too. A lot of them donate to wonderful causes, but usually it's just like one cause, like one organization that they really want to help. But there's so many issues in the world and yeah. it's overwhelming to think about how can I as one person help all of these problems? Well, just go to shiftyoliver.com, take your pick, you yeah. know, like, Pick the thing that you want to work on right now. Sweet. So what yeah. is, um, so this question is for the both of you guys. So um, out of the entire collection of Shifty Oliver, what is your favorite item? 
Like you would just if you had it right now in the closet, you would just grab it and put it on. Man, I like the 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 sunset hoodie. Yeah, hoodie, the, I love the, the sweatshirt. sweatshirt. The yeah. sunset is, is that the guy was skateboarding, right? Yeah, in the sunset. Oh my god. Yeah, it's this one here. Let me tell you, it's 90 degrees right now, and I'll put that on. Yeah, it's like... nice. It's a beautiful design. I love how it's. I actually took a photo of a of a, of a friend of mine that um when I used to do photography and filming um skate skateboarding back in the day. I actually have a photo, and that reminds me of that photo so vivid. I can remember that day when I took that photo in my SLR, and I was like, wow, like like you captured it so well. So it would be that one for you. Yeah, you know that that picture itself. It I put so much into that image because it wasn't like I knew how to use the software completely, right? It's like uh, you know you just wing it. Correct. Like yeah. uh, you you like try to do your best, you know. Um, but when there's a picture you want and there's a software that does it and you don't know how to use the software. You know, it, it takes a little bit of time. So um, that's the image that I had in my head before I even took that picture. Nice. The, uh, then I had to find a, find that. I actually took that picture. I, that actually might be me on the picture. I think, yeah, you that took is picture me yourself on, yeah. you yourself you. So before, like, um, Shifty Oliver, I used to want to just make a shirt and things like that or try to get an image. So what I did was I would, I, ha- I have this camera, you know, it's nothing um, with a remote control. So I have to like put a timer on it, press the button on the camera, go to my skateboard and do a <laughs> trick. Oh no, I know that vividly. Oh that my great God. <laughs> so uh, that's how I used to take my own picture. So the, and that's, that would become the image, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the background, you know, when it co- goes to making uh, image on a shirt, you have to think about how many colors you're gonna use. Like each right. color is a screen, and then there's the, I don't know, it's like the the chargers for everything, you know, per screen. So the, um, you have to keep the color to the minimal if you want to save some money. But then you also have to take into consideration that don't be cheap about it. Like use yeah. what you need to use. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, man, making an image like that particular uh, image is very special to me because of what I had to learn to get there. Like, uh, I had to use Illustrator for that one. I don't know how to use Illustrator. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's complicated. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful photo. It's a beautiful design, and uh, that's that one and this one I've seen. Um, but I, I, I liked it, the, the white tee, me personally. And it, it, just, it was just so, I don't know, it just, I seen it and I'm like, oh, wow. And, oh, and then plus too, like, it was, there was only like, you know, guys that didn't have that, that, that many sizes available during that time. But definitely, you know, I was like, oh, man, you know, like, I, I really, those, those two were the ones that caught my eye the most. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up because, like, when we were first starting out as a company, um, like you don't really know like how to how to do things sometimes and then I remember you sending me a message and you were like do you guys have 2XL and I was like shoot not yet so I need to like figure it out like yeah. right 
We want to be a company that that is able to provide our merchandise to people of all beautiful sizes and heights and everything. And and so when you're first in in like the beginning stages, you're only thinking about okay, how do I get the design on a piece of merchandise that we can be proud of? And then then the last thing is like right, what sizes, sizes. do you want to make? Oh, like how did I forget sizes? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that one too. The one that you're wearing, the skater tee. It reminds me of um, like photojournalism, how you have like this single picture, but it tells a story. Story, yeah, yeah. yeah like... Um, a single skateboard on a concrete pavement, kind of cool. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, like this. This this will re- this remind reminded me of, you know, like a section in Transworld magazine or Thrasher, you know, like you know, explaining a, the concept behind skateboarding or how it makes someone feel. You know, when I seen this shirt, I was like, when I wear it, like, oh my God, I get, I feel like, like now, you know, my kids, uh, my um, Tony, he actually was skate before they left, you know, he was riding my board, but they took it outside and they left it outside. And it's been raining since they've been gone. So it's long, well, waterboard now, waterlogged, but yeah, so... It's, it's, it's this, like this shirt, you know, it means it, 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 it does bring me back to, to when, um, me and my boy and then I used to skate with all my friends and stuff like that. So it's definitely, it means, means a lot. Definitely. I have a question for you. Yeah. What kind of, uh, spots do they have, you know, where, where did you skate? Like, uh, was it in Virginia also? Well, I've, I've skated in New York. Uh, when I when I used to go in the summers, uh, I used to skate in New York in, in front of uh, in front of the uh, the, uh, the house in Palmetto, and then my last year in New York, uh, last summer in New York, I actually went to. This is when I got I was older, and my mom and papa gave me more freedom, <laughs> and I was able to ride the subways and stuff like that. So I ended up actually meeting a, a good friend of mine, R.J. Ventures. Um, and we we went to the Brooklyn Banks. Oh, I met so we, we we went to the Brooklyn Banks. Oh, man, we went to so many iconic spots that I used to see on skate videos. And I met so many pros that day. And I didn't come home till to three in the morning. My ma was waiting for me, and I was so, I was like, oh my. And at at that time, it was I didn't have a cell phone, you know, so it was just. Even it was like twenty. It's well, like two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Yeah, I didn't have a cell phone then, you know. And um, it was it was fun. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. But Los Angeles is where I mostly skated at. You know, when I moved in with my dad, and I, I used to. I have scars, man. I don't know if you can see. Um, like oh yeah, like let's see, yeah, like my bone was literally I- popping out. Oh yeah, uh, this happened at Burbank in L.A. and uh, and me and my boys we were we snuck out. Uh, we were sleeping over had a sleepover at his house. We snuck out to get some footy, and I, oh, man, I've seen this nice stair set, this five set, and I wanted to do it so bad, and I kept going and kept going, and then boom, and like this, all I remember is whole thing. I was wearing a white shirt too. And this whole thing was bloody. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, ah. So I lifted it up. And then all you see is my bone. 
and I went to Bobby, and then Bobby was like, "What are you doing?" He was, I was like, "Oh my god!" It was, it was man. Been, but uh, wow. but Virginia, you know, definitely Virginia. I've skated so many spots. Uh, especially like I have a YouTube channel uh, that that's still up, and I have me and my boy. Um, just, man, we skated so many spots. Uh, there was um, not 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 to stray away. Of, of it but we actually uh had an incident that we that we caused a while back um <laughs> we, i remember that we uh we actually broke into a skate park an abandoned skate park and what the, the thing was so funny is that um that we were we were planning this the entire time and it was in williamsburg uh anti-gravity and um, he was talking about, oh, man, you know, this, this, and that. Um, we'll, we'll be in there, in and out. And then, you know, get some good footy. Because that's all I did was I filmed, you know. And I still skated. You know, there's still videos of me that no one's ever seen um, that's private on YouTube. But I, we broke in there. And, like, everything was so, it was so amazing, man. Like, oh, my God. Like, ramps, um, fucking stair set, handrails. And... Then the owner knock opens the door and then what what are you guys doing? And then I was like, eh. So yeah. But no man, we uh we skated a lot of places though, man. We we did we, we had we had a great time and um it's cool because I see a lot of my friends um that that their was it like their 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 brothers and sisters are still skating and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. We've been in uh in Virginia also? Um, yeah, yeah. I left New York um, when I was 10 or 12. And 10, around 10. And then, but I spent every summer since I left there in New York. There yeah. wasn't, uh, it wasn't a summer that I wasn't there. I spent the entire three months in New York. And then it would take, it would take a lot to get me out of New York. So. Why you? New York that much huh why because you 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 love New York yeah man yeah I was uh it, it was it was a big part of my life man and it was a you know especially with my grandmother being there you know and in my whole family you know that's all I knew you know that's all you know I was the only boy in the in the house you know yeah. so that was and that was another thing too you know like and I think that's how like I well, you know, like I, I grew I grew up around girls, you know, all my life. So I think that's you know that that's what the big part of of who I am today. Because if I didn't have if I didn't have them in my life, then you know I don't know how how a person I would be how like as, as far as personality wise. But yeah. but um but yeah definitely uh my I spent most of my time in VA. And then six years in Cali. All right, man. I love New York, but I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've developed here, and now I don't know, man. Like my my childhood is weird. You know, I I'm an immigrant in New York, so I do have a memory of like a different kind of lifestyle. New York is just so many buildings and people on top of each other and so close. It's a good place to develop. 
let me tell you, it will give you that, you know, character to go out there and do what you have to do. I don't care if you're a CEO. If you're from New York, you wouldn't mind sweeping the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And there's places, in, like, in the world where you're too good to hold a broomstick and a dustpan. But not in New York. You do anything. Or maybe it's, it's America. I don't know. But that's what I like about it. But, uh, yeah, I also want to move out of New York. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. I love New York, but, uh, oh, my God, I miss privacy. Yeah. <laughs> New York is so cutthroat. And, yeah. like, when you're young growing up here, it's exciting. There's so much to do. You know, like, I mean, you remember yeah. in New York. If you're bored in the house, just go outside. As we had the park right across the street. You go to the bodega around the corner. You get yourself an icy. You like, you know, there's stuff to do. Yeah. Little kid, but then you get older and you just want like a different pace of lifestyle, especially when you've been working nonstop, sometimes 14 hours a day, because you have so much that you want to accomplish. And like, I mean, I now with the quarantine, I'm teaching from home, so I have more time on my hands. So for me, it doesn't really affect me. But I know for you, it affects you because yeah. he's like, you know, working at parks all day, chopping down trees and like doing all the things to maintain public parks and then coming home. And then we're both working on Shifty Oliver. So like the pace doesn't like it just doesn't the the, the work, quote unquote, hustle like it doesn't stop, you know? Yeah, of course. It just keeps going. Like it, New York is the what the city that never sleeps. Yeah. You know, I feel like I go chop trees for eight hours at work and break my body, and then I come home and break my mind on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you, man, the sleep is amazing. I stop 10 p.m. I cut it off. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I don't oh, care man. what kind of I'm making. 10 o'clock, you know, I'm going to bed. Yeah. But that sleep, I dream really good every night because I'm so exhausted. I, like... Man, I might like you know how like people can't sleep sometimes they they have insomnia. Oh, like yeah, that? that's me. I get I get um. <laughs> that's, that's me. Jeez. What's Sorry. my What's my issue? My issue is that I get like I'm when I have so many thoughts of yeah. things that we still have to do, I get wired. Like my brain doesn't stop working, and so it's hard for me to put myself to sleep because my brain is like, no, get on the computer and get this stuff done so that tomorrow you don't have to worry about it, you know? But he's really good, but he also grew up in a different place where you can separate the the need to work and like your mental and physical well-being. He's good at like distinguishing the two. I have a hard time with that because I was born and raised in a city that never sleeps. Yeah. So like so it's hard for me to shut it off. So if we were to move, I feel like that would be a good thing to do because then we could just Start to separate. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got to tell you, there's so many people that try to pressure me to, you know, this thing, work hard. I'm like, no, you work hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm working easy. I'm doing, you know, what is good for my peace of mind. Yeah. If you're going to go ahead and preach that work hard bullshit, you better have a peace of mind. Yeah. You know, you better pull up there before you tell anybody to work hard because most people who are telling you to work hard is stressed out, man. I'm just like, all right, so if, you know what? 
if, if working hard is stressing me out, I'm not working hard. I'm working easy. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and design whatever I want to design and work at my own pace. And if I'm done at 10 o'clock, I'm done at 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I'm having so much fun. Look, for me, work isn't uh, difficult at all. It's actually kind of fun. You know, um, and it's so much fun that I actually catch a little bit of adrenaline sometimes. And it's hard to go to sleep at 10 because I want to do more work. But I'm like, you know what? I have to put this away. I got, I have another work in the morning. So I got to put it away. Yeah, you got to balance it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's... At 11 o'clock. <laughs> it's... It's pretty... It's... it's How do I say it? Like, it's like with me when I started these po- podcasts. I've been wanting to try for a very long time. And I actually wanted to do it two years ago. I bought an iPad and something I wanted to do. You know, I like shit. I I like to talk, you know, and I have a lot of stuff to say, you know. But then it just, I just lost. I'm like, yeah, I don't like my voice, and then plus I didn't have the 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 uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, passion. Well, I had the passion, but I didn't have like the what is it? Because I was going, I was I was doing so much, and then you know when we moved into this fucking amazing ass house, you know, I was like, fuck it, let me go ahead and pick it up. You know, I've been wanting to do it for a while now and I didn't th- I didn't think like I'm literally almost about to hit 300 plays and that's so great that's crazy like I started it hasn't even been a month yet and the fact that a lot of people have been saying good things about it and definitely you know liking my voice and you know that's that that's what that's what caught me off guard was you know like oh man like, you have a good voice you know like it's it's cool that you're especially after the first episode you know like the first episode was like really like raw you know um so uh that that definitely you know started the whole thing because <laughs> i didn't think i was gonna you know you know continue on doing it so but i i i like it i enjoy, I enjoy doing it so we're gonna wrap this up and so I want each of you to, you know, express what Shifty Oliver means to you and go. <laughs> I'll go. Um, for me, Shifty Oliver is everything that like uh, it's my very personal expression. You know the design that's on it. It's I'm very picky. It's stuff that I personally picked. You know, it, there's nothing rush. There's nothing that's good enough for Shifty Oliver. It has to be time consuming, and at the same time, lessons have to be learned. Um, you know, if you need to do something, you got the whole process. The the I learned a lot just by trying to design one simple thing. I had to learn a whole software to the best of my ability and uh you know one thing i gotta i gotta have to say is don't do everything yourself you have to share mm-hmm. you know like I'm, I'm not just talking about me and her she she does her part and i do my part but there, there's artists out there that i want to hire because i don't want to do all artwork yeah. you know and this guy my friend he's like oh i'll do it for free and i'm like no i'm going to make sure you get paid for your art because I don't want free labor. 
because there's so many people trying to get away with free shit, man. It is sickening. Pay the people for their work. Yeah. Look, my friend is like, look, I'll, I, I'll do it for free. I'm like, no, I will pay you for your work. People need to get paid for their work. There's a lot of like, um, I don't know, somebody tried to, you know, get me to do free work a few times. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. You have to pay me. You know, it's all about uh, why won't you pay the person? Yeah. Anyway, that, that's my little two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, well, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what Sam was saying. I mean, like, Shifty Oliver, to me, is proof that we can accomplish anything. And not just us, but, like, anybody can. If you have something in mind that you're thinking of, a creative idea that you would like to work on, don't create excuses for why it can't happen, right? So yeah. I was actually talking to Sam yesterday about, like, the power of manifesting your purpose and so when you keep things to yourself because you're afraid of sharing it with others it's not going to go anywhere it's just going to stay inside of you and it's not going to produce or contribute anything good to society because nobody knows that it exists so if you start manifesting these dreams out loud and talking to your loved ones about this passion or this thing that you're trying to pursue you'd be surprised by how much support you're going to receive in return how many people want to back you up and, you know, contribute to this dream? Because I really do feel like, especially in a family unit or, you know, your little village, so to speak. Yeah. Once people see that you're working on something that you really are passionate about, they want to stand behind you and they want to be part of that process because that's what it means to be family, you know? Yeah, of course. And I'm like just blood family. I mean, like the shifty Oliver family. Like anybody supports what we do, we consider them a part of this family because they want to work on this thing together. Um, and so, as I said, like earlier in the interview, for me, Shifty Oliver is like our firstborn child. You know, it's a thing that we were able to create and name together, and it's growing up. And it's right now in a toddler phase, or maybe it's infancy. Yeah. More. <laughs> Um, so I can't wait to see Shifty Oliver, a teenager, as a 21-year-old. Like, that's going to be really exciting. It's, and I'm, I'm very excited on, you know, how the, the, the outcome of it uh, will be, you know. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely excited for you guys. And thank you for doing this interview with us because it makes me feel like <laughs> like you think Shifty Oliver has enough value that it's worth talking about, which is really great. And I know I, you mentioned it before on an earlier podcast. So you were like, just because my cousin <laughs> owns this company doesn't mean that that's the reason why I'm talking about it. So I appreciate you saying that because I want people to understand that in a family like ours, we would never support a venture that we didn't firmly believe in, right? Yeah. So like even though you and I happen to be related, if you did something that I thought needed to be improved, I would tell you that, that, right? Like I would support you wanting to fulfill your dream, but I would also tell you how you can make it better um, because I want you to be better and vice versa. But we would never do something like this if we didn't believe in what we were both trying to accomplish, you know? Yeah, and, and, and so, so far, you guys have been doing really good. You said what again? Oh, I just said thank you for believing in Shifty Oliver. And that said, means yeah. a lot. 
Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm definitely like when I first, like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, oh wow, this is fucking amazing, you know? And like it, it's so cool that and it, it, it like I, you know, real quick, it, it shocked me so hard and so like, damn, is Sam doing a freaking skateboard? Like I wish that was there during that time, you know, when me and boy and it had all these, you know, had my little skate my skate team back in the day, you know, that 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 would have been definitely fucking dope. But but yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys for taking the time and uh, you know, doing this for me. You guys being the first interview on the Garage Boy podcast. Uh, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if Spotify is hearing this, you know, $2.5 million deal next year, you know, that's what I need, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, I appreciate you guys, and I hope not for nothing but the best for you guys. And um, keep me posted on on everything that's happening, and I'll definitely keep uh, my, uh, my listeners posted. Well, thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Um, let's see. All right. Well, that was the interview. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, I understand it was long, but I thought I would just go ahead and put it all together uh, for for this episode. Getting a lot of good responses from the first episode. Once again, I apologize for the uh, audio um, te- technical difficulties. I will be fixing that on the next interview. So hopefully everyone has a good weekend and enjoy the episode. All right. Bye. Garage boy, garage boy, garage boy, garage boy, garage boy, garage boy.